Welcome to Seeking God's Grace podcast, a place to share stories about life, faith and passion. My name is Grace and I am a sister of the Holy Family of Nazareth, or as some prefer to say, I'm a Catholic nun. I hope that this podcast will help you and me to find God in everyday life experiences and to understand God and yourself a little bit better. Let's talk and seek God together. Hello, everyone. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever the time, whatever the day and wherever you are. Welcome to this next episode of Seeking God's Grace podcast. In the last episode, we talked about Blessed Mary. October is a month of Mary and month of the Rosary, and that was the topic of our previous episode. I got some beautiful feedback from some of you, and thank you so much for getting back to me in private direct messages and sharing your experiences or whatever was resonating with you. I had someone saying, I grew up saying the Rosary at home and falling asleep. Now I enjoy saying it when I go for a walk and also after Mass with the parishioners. Beautiful statement and great experience. Well, someone else said, This episode took me back to my childhood and teen years. I enjoyed the walk down memory lane. My nana, my auntie, her sister, my mom and my dad loved praying with the rosary. I do not have to admit, I used to mumble and race my way through the May uh, rosary nights at home. My favorite icon of Mary is Our Lady of Perpetual Succor. That's beautiful sharing as well. And the last one. Some other people who were saying uh, used the words of, I didn't know. I was really, really shocked that there are so many things about the prayer that didn't really come to my knowledge previously. But I am grateful because I know now that this prayer is about intentionality and intentionality is really what matters. So thank you so much for all those comments and uh, keep them coming. Keep them coming after each episode whenever you are ready. What in this episode 31? Well, I would like to share with you some insights from the recent conference, which I was privileged to be part of, called Evangelize 2022. This is the conference which was uh, organized by the Australian Catholic Bishops Conference and Center of Evangelization, National Center of Evangelization, uh, which is a part of this um, Bishop Conference Committee, if you like. So what did I share during that conference? And can you see it and can you actually watch the video of my interaction with people? You will, but not yet. So people who already enrolled, registered for uh, this conference would be able to see the recording until the end of the year. But from 2023, uh, the um, recording will be available to the public on the YouTube channel of National Center of Evangelization. I will let you know when it will happen. So if you would like to, you would be able to access this. However, I thought that uh, at least some of the things that I have shared during the conference might be of your interest. Because to tell you the truth, 
you and I, from the moment we were baptized, we are actually called to evangelize. And this word to evangelize or the word evangelization quite often is not understood very well, not explained very well, and then forgotten or left maybe for clergy in the church, which is not true because you and I, as I mentioned before, are called to evangelization. We need to start with the word itself. The word evangelion comes from the ancient Greek, and that means good news. Remember how we have four gospels in the church? Some of them, again, are being used, uh, uh, called the evangelium. So the, the word good news, the gospel or evangelion simply describes something very, very important about our faith. And what is it? What is so very important that we use as a good news? Well, first of all, the good news is that we have God who loves us unconditionally and created us for relationship with him. God wants our relationship with us. He really does. He did not create us, I don't know, for any other reasons, but to have relationship with us. What is the second part of this good news? Well, not so good, <laughs> because human beings from the time of the story of Adam and Eve in paradise have broken the relationship with God. And we continue breaking the relationship with God through our sins, through our wrongdoing, from us turning back on Christ, on Jesus, in many ways and many times in our life. However, the good news that Jesus restored our relationship with God and with him, Jesus, through his life, death, and resurrection. So this loving relationship that we had as humankind from the beginning of creation, which was broken, is restored through the life, death, and resurrection of Christ. And then Jesus invites us to trust him, to turn away from our daily sins, and to give our life to him. And how do we do it? By listening to the Holy Spirit and by being people of faith, being people of church. In other words, being people who share the gospel, the gospel, good news, evangelion. So even this couple of sentences which I just shared with you together, which pretty much describe another interesting topic, topic called kerygma, the basic understanding of our faith shows us very clearly each one of us is really empowered and it's really invited to be a person of sharing the gospel, of sharing the good news. But first things first, quite often we do not feel as the call to evangelize is something what we should do, especially 
if you are just people who were baptized and maybe didn't even attend any Catholic schools or maybe are not super religious. We just simply say, oh, yeah, well, that's that, that's the job for the missionary. That's the job for someone else, but not necessary for me. Well, again, I will be repeating it a few times during this episode. Actually, this is not true. From the moment when we entered relationship with God, relationship with Jesus, relationship with the Holy Spirit, and all three of them, Father, Son, and Spirit, were convoked when we were baptized. From that very moment, we are called to evangelize. Now, it's not as simple as it sounds when I talk about that. The reality is that many of us did not have a very good formation, which I will use this word, in life in faith. It could happen that we were baptized. It could happen that we might or might not have the traditional um, Catholic faith-based community uh, in which we lived in, and that community will be called first family, second school, maybe parish, or maybe some other places where our faith will be enriched. We might, might not have those places for enrichment. And the reality is that our relationship with God from the moment of baptism until where we are not right now might have gone into almost a roller coaster, up and down, up and down, up and down. How many people have I heard in my life telling me, you know, sister, I was just kind of Catholic until my first Holy Communion, confirmation, and then nothing happened until I really wanted to get married in the Catholic Church. That story sounds familiar for many, doesn't it? And if you are one of those, it's okay. Don't worry, because our loving God finds his way of interacting with us and getting into relationship with us. Relationship with him is the key to evangelization. And now the story, the story that will be visualized to you while you will be able to see the video from uh, my sharing from the Evangelized Conference, maybe in a couple of months. So I have this beautiful picture. And on this beautiful picture, you can see a blue background, quite blurry. And then you can see a keyhole. And on the other side of the keyhole, it's a crucifix. is Christ. The picture... Uh, was given to me many years ago by a friend of mine who went for a holiday to Croatia and wanted to see the church. But uh, when putting her hand on the uh, doorknob into the gate to the church, she realized that the church is locked. So she literally put her camera into the keyhole and the only thing that she could capture was exactly straight this crucified Jesus, which I have until now on the photo. And this photo spoke to me many times, reminding me so much that Jesus is the key 
to evangelization. Jesus is the key to my faith. Jesus is the key to my encounters with others and to building community. Without relationship with him, we can't really influence others. We can't really build relationship in the parish community, home community, wherever it is, whichever way it is. And how do I know that? I also know that because there are many stories in the gospel that prove that this is exactly how it happens. Let's look at St. Mary of Magdala. Well, she lived in this um, little town called Magdala. And um, she, well, maybe, maybe not, lived uh, as a prostitute. Why I said maybe, maybe not? Because the gospel is actually not a chronicle of events or people's stories. It's more of a parable and um, does not really prove 100% that this is what happened. However, we know that there was a woman. The woman who met Jesus. And when she heard her name, when she heard and seen Jesus' eyes, she felt cold. And this moment of encounter, this relationship between Jesus and Mary of Magdala, was the moment when she changed her life. And this changing of her life, of her lifestyle, of her choices, of her wrongdoings, made her to want to follow Jesus. But even to the extent that she wanted to be part of his discipleship group. So by the fact that she was called, she was also changed. By the fact that she was called and changed, she felt commissioned. So relationship, again, the relationship is the key. The relationship with Jesus made her to be changed and made her to be commissioned. And that's how the story continued to happen in our life. So how do we in 2022 evangelize? How do we make the events like for Mary of Magdalene uh, happen here and now, wherever we are? I would like to propose three words. Enable, enthuse, and empower. So the first step for me or the first uh, how-to word, the first key to our relationship with God It's to enable personal and parish encounters for the people with Christ. How does it happen? Well, by the definition, personally or as a group within the parish. But even as a group, it still happens personally because that's how Jesus works. Jesus works with uh, one person at a time and with one heart at a time and with one um really open mind, open heart that any person can give him. It will be ideal if our masses in the churches will be prepared in such a meaningful way, in such a beautiful way, that going to the church will make us to encounter Christ 
very tangibly and very vividly. Does it happen? Does it happen often? Unfortunately, we will say probably uh, not really. We go to the church on Sunday. We kind of follow the motions. Sometimes we get bored. We I talked about the boring homilies in the past, remember? And we kind of feel like we live unchanged. We kind of feel like it wasn't personal enough. So in this first stage of evangelizing, I think that what is important and what is the task for you and I, it's to make those encounters able to happen. And yes, well, you are not responsible for the homily. Maybe you are not part of the choir, but you can open your heart and you can find the moments, even if it is only one moment out of 45 minutes during the Mass, when you will say intentionally, Jesus, I came here because I want to experience you. Jesus, I am here already, so please be with me and give me an experience of your presence in my heart. Enable the first way, key to relationship with God, to evangelize others. It's to really experience that Jesus is for us. And to tell you the truth, There are so very many ways for this personal encounter and one size doesn't fit all. There will be people who will feel changed by the word of the homily. There will be people who will be changed by the fact of receiving communion. There will be people who will be emotional and changed by a wonderful music that is happening in the church. This is why all of those elements matter. And we need to also acknowledge that to enable personal encounters means also to think outside of the church building, to f- not to put any barriers for God to really interact with us. And he can do anything. He can be, I don't know, with you when you are weeding the garden <laughs> pulling out the weeds in the garden. He can be with you when you are emptying the rubbish. Name it. We can encounter Jesus anywhere, anytime, in any way. And we need to just open our hearts and ask him to make it happen. Okay, in these three steps, enable, enthuse, empower, we go to uh, the second part. Once we experience our relationship with God, we need to nourish it. We need to nourish it by whatever it takes. Well, think about your body. What do you do in order to nourish your body? Well, you eat healthy food, you um, exercise, you try to find like-minded people in order to support you in staying that way, or even improving every single time. So to enthuse people who actually experience encounter with Christ, we need to do similar things for our soul. We nourish 
our own personal relationship with Christ in any possible way. And we also should support those who are part of your community. Now, you might say, I am just an ordinary parishioner. I am not in any leadership position. I am absolutely not even involved in any ministry in the church. How would I enthuse someone? I want to be enthused by someone else. You know what? It always works both ways. If we want to only receive, who is to give? If we only want to be served, who will serve? So it requires a lot of courage. It requires even risk-taking to be on both ends of this step of evangelization. It can be as simple as, um, I don't know, having a small talk with the person who gives you the parish bulletin when you come to the church. It can be then saying, um, how do you get into the service of giving the parish bulletin? Can I help with that? If you have talent with gardening, maybe you could ask, uh, is there anyone who is taking care of the grounds in the church? And then think, maybe I could do it once a month, whatever it is. One way or the other, enabling and choosing our relationship with God will be always two-way experience. If you are a person who is in leadership position in your parish community, in your church, then you need to prepare your leaders. Things just don't happen just like that. You need to prepare leaders. Look at the story of Jesus. Well, did Jesus do everything on his own and say, okay, now go to the ends of the earth and spread the good news? No, 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 no. For three years, he had chosen 12 of his leaders. He prepared them. He had other people who were following him. Well, some gospel said at some stage there were another 72 who followed Jesus. So I'm sure that they were some different disciples, students of Christ who were preparing him. And some of them became readers. The relationship with God changes person and make them to want others to experience the same. And then finally, the third step and the third key of evangelization, empower. So if you are at the end of not being a leader, you need empowerment. If you are a leader, you need to support your leaders. You need to appreciate them. Recognize them. Recognize people's efforts. Absolutely every single thing matter. Is it um, cleaning the toilets? Is it, is it um, well serving by the altar? Honestly, both services are equally important. Or maybe even the bathroom cleaning, it's more important than the one by the altar. You need to empower others and you will need to also Find a way of empowering your own faith. I think it's very um, important and sometimes a little bit tricky that 
we in our Catholic uh, faith think about how to fill in the pews instead of let's think about how would we win more people for Christ. And yes, I understand this. In order for us to run the parishes, we need people. In order for us to be able to, um, well, even serve others in many meaningful way, we need resources. That's understandable. But at the end of the day, this is not the ultimate goal. The ultimate goal, the key to any evangelization is how many people actually encounter Christ. Christ. Enable, enthuse, empower. Three ways of evangelizing. Ever since Christ brought the good news and by his life, death and resurrection brought us back to the relationship with his father, to the relationship with God. And was it understood differently over the ages? Is it just recently that we talk about evangelization? Of course not. Of course not. If you will look through the documents of the church, uh, if you will listen to the different popes, even ever since St. Peter, you will hear the same words, words of Christ, which will be a will be the way of uh, reminding us that every baptized person, every person who encountered Christ is mandated, is sent to be missionary. I have in the front of me three quotes. The first quote is from um, Paul, um, Pope Paul VI. And he says, I will read a little bit only of, the, of this um, quote of his. He says, the task of evangelizing all people constitutes the essential mission of the church. It is a task and mission which the vast and profound changes of present day society make all the more urgent. So I'm talking about year 1970 or 75, if I'm correct. And I'm talking about the document that was written back then called Evangelii Nuntiandi. And what Paul VI is saying, this is profoundly important for the present day society. If it was back then, well, can we hear how much it is important now and another great saint which i will be talking about in my next episode saint john paul ii redemptoris missio the document from 1990 that's what he says the first form of witness is the very life of the missionary of the christian family and of the ecclesial community which reveal a new way of living. The missionary who, despite all his or her human limitations and defects, lives a simple life, taking Christ as the model, is a sign of God and of transcendent realities. So, you see, this is not about taking a full-time job working uh, in some Catholic 
parish or well, there are many different organizations. Yes, that might be your call. But at the end of the day, even if not, your call is to live a simple life, taking Christ as the model. And that's the way you are a missionary. And the last quote will be from Pope Francis, of course. We can't uh, skip him. And he said, 2013, this is the uh, year of the document called Evangelic Gaudium. Uh, he says, every Christian is challenged here and now to be actively engaged in evangelization. Indeed, anyone who has truly experienced God's saving love does not need much more time or lengthy training to go out and proclaim that love. Can you hear that? You don't need a lengthy training to go out and proclaim the love of God. Why? Because sometimes it's not even necessary to use words. It is necessary, though, to be an example. I have one of my friends who I saw a couple of times uh, just praising and acknowledging people on the cash register. Into the extent that one time I saw her giving a, a chocolate bar to the person who was saving and saying, you look very tired, but you were very kind and you were very gracious in serving me. Here, have for the time of your break. What is it if not proclaiming the love of Christ? What is it if this act of kindness is not the way of evangelizing? What is it then if those little things, I think no one can deny, make the biggest difference. This actually is an evangelization. So some suggestions what to take from this little talk about evangelization. I would suggest that you might think about what is currently right here and right now your relationship with God. When and how do you encounter him? Is it in the church setting? Is it outside of the church setting? How do you encounter Christ right now in your personal relationship with him? Now, from there flows the second question. How influential is your relationship with God on others? Are you that person that people get puzzled to think, oh my goodness, he, she is a little bit extra kinder than some other people. What is it in her, in him, that makes him or her be that nice? And then final, finally, how influential is your community? And by the community here, for the purpose of this talk, I will call your family, maybe your workplace, or just your, uh, your parish as well. So are they moments when you are actually proposing some outreach, working with other people, in what way do you work with other people as well? A couple of days ago, I spoke to a priest, a friend of mine, who listened to my latest podcast and shared his thoughts about what it means to evangelize. He told me about his latest encounter with a homeless woman in the city. He just stopped there seeing her sitting in the co on the corner of the street 
and ask her a couple of questions. After a short talk, he realized that she is not even hungry. But what she wanted was a little chat, was a little attention, was really uh, someone who will be open-minded and who would want to listen to her story. At the end of the time that they spent together on that street talking to one another, this friend of mine asked her if he could pray for her, with her, at that very present moment. It turns out that this is exactly what she needed and what she wanted. Evangelization, it's not exactly going to the streets and preaching on the corners. There is a place for that too, don't get me wrong. But there are ways and times when we can proclaim Christ and when we can talk to others of the great relationship that we have with him by the fact that we live what we experience. Let's wrap it up. To evangelize is to nurture your own relationship with God. Everything else flows from it. Flows really and fits into the right places. However, you need to be smart too. Did you know that why Jesus was preaching from the boat or on top of the mountain? Simple. Because there was no audiovisual system uh, that he could use. So he used what he got. Well, by placing himself to stand on the boat on the shore of the Sea of the Galilee, his voice was carried by the water and was much stronger and louder. Same principle would apply when he was on the top of the mountain. So we need to be smart in the same way. We need to use the means and the tools that we have right here and right now in 21st century to evangelize and to really put in place what God wants for us. Evangelization is the key. The key to hear that God calls you and calls me. That God changes you and me and that from this calling and from this change comes commission comes mandate comes a call to talk to others about unconditional amazing love that God has for each person this is a call for each one of us ever since our baptism. This is what we are called to do. To bring the good news, Evangelion, to the whole world. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will tune in again. Please share it with others post about it on social media, or leave your review. Feel welcome to visit my website, seekinggodsgrace.com. 
and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Every blessing to you and your loved ones. Talk again soon.